Are you a woman who desires to level up your life and become the greatest version of yourself? If so, then this is the podcast for you. No one should be stopping you from becoming a badass, empowered woman. We want you to be mentally and physically resilient, capable of overcoming all obstacles and conquer your dreams. Unfortunately, though, we live in the dark about what's actually holding us back from achieving those desired outcomes. Even though what you'll hear is brutally honest, raw, and completely unfiltered, you need to know that we come from a place of love. You know what they say, tough love is real love. And we want to expose you to the hard truth so you can start actually living the life that you've always intended to live. This This is Wake Wake the the Fuck fuck Up with Anne-Marie and Justin. Holy guacamole. Ready to do this thing? I'm ready for some guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go get that and then come back. Uh, Time out, guys. Time for some chips and guacamole. Yeah. Pause. We pause this podcast for chips and guac. Okay. All right. Episode 20. Episode 20. And this one's going to be about, you guessed it, plastic. Plastic. (laughs) You guessed it. The plastic life of Anne-Marie. I'm actually very pretty plastic, too. I'm like 72% plastic. Yeah, I'm pretty plastic. Last year was really bad because I was in Hollywood. I told you this, right? So... I literally lived off of um, <laughs> paper plates, paper towels. Uh, it doesn't count. I meant, um, you know, plastic utensils and the shit like that. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't plastic was like my shaker cup, BPA free. Does that count? Well, no, it's BPA free. But it's still plastic. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about the details about that. But when you really do think about it, literally everything is fucking plastic. Every single thing is literally plastic. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> to really clarify what this really is about, it's not just about plastic, but it's really a, a matter of um, the estrogen problem we face in the society. And plastic is a major source of that. So that's why we call it the plastic life, because we seemingly all live out of plastic, especially in the fitness industry. It's like everyone's got Tupperware of this. And if you're not meal prepping your own food, guess what? You're hiring a meal prep service to give you yeah. microwavable plastic fucking uh, right. lean cuisines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's the issue because – so the truth is that these estrogens are a big problem and they cause a lot of havoc and they're endocrine disruptors and stuff like that. I think people know that. Maybe not, but that's why we're doing this. And so – Plastic is one problem, but it's not the only thing. It's in coffee. It's in uh, well, the lid of your coffee, right? <laughs> that's that's something I talk about a lot. Is how the uh, the heat and the acidity from coffee will leach BPA out of that coffee lid. And guess who's drinking coffee? Everybody, every day, yeah, multiple times. So that's one thermal receipt paper. You know, like all that shit. Conventional meat and dairy. It's in um, your personal care products to an extent, right? It's um, you know, it's in hormonal birth control. It's all this, you know, all these things, pesticides, herbicides, all these chemicals. And so they kind of create this massive problem. And they, and the, the reason why we know this is because it pretty much will cause a lot of what you, y'all experience known as PMS. Yeah. To 
I mean, on a very um, minor level, but it will do more than that. And so <laughs> what I mean by that is it can, it can contribute to uh, autoimmune problems and more reproductive issues. So, I mean, it, it, the thing is this. It's hard to be like, is this really a cause and effect type thing? It's hard to – you really can't prove that necessarily. It's not that easy, but there's definitely a correlation with this stuff. And, I mean, listen, I, I can tell you from experience with clients that when we control for this stuff, their symptoms get better, things change. So it's not by accident, you know. Um, and there's a difference because – there's a certain sort of problem that occurs when you just have these environmental estrogens, but it, you know, it interferes with your own ability to use your own estrogen, which is why it's a problem. You know what I mean? So for you, Amory, like what, um, have you noticed? I mean, have you seen anything with your clients or anybody you've worked with? See, yeah. yeah. And that's really hard, you know, and especially in the health and fitness industry, like you're talking about to, prevent it. Number one, it's acknowledging it, right? Kind of pinpointing where you could um, substitute certain containers or whatever that have plastic in it and kind of switch it to to something else. And like you were saying, like heating things up, which again is huge in the fitness industry, right? You meal prep, you put your food in a plastic container or a Tupperware or you get a meal prep service that is in a plastic container with a plastic freaking foil over top of it. You know what I mean? And then what do you do? You stick it in the microwave because you don't want cold food, right? Or even these um, vegetables that people are heating up in the microwave in those steamable bags yeah. or whatever it might be. You know, it seems that nowadays everything is in plastic, you know, and that's <laughs> that's just been the, the easiest thing and the easiest way to store things. So um, I notice personally um, – and I don't really pinpoint it as much as I probably should, but I do that. You know, I put my food in plastic containers. I heat my food up in plastic containers. You know, I try my best to take it out of the plastic container, heat it up on a plate mm -hmm. as much as I can. But it's like if you're a nine to five, you know, have a typical job, you don't really have that much of an option. Right. And yeah, even think right. about it. Putting your food in the microwave, and nine times out of ten, there's a plastic top that you put over your food to heat your food up that's a splatter guard in the mm -hmm. microwave, right? So it's like yep. literally it's it's something that if you decide that this that you need to to kind of eliminate or at least do better on, it's something that you have to literally go out of your way and do, you know, because like you were saying, coffee cups, if you drink hot coffee, then you know, the lid on that coffee is, is the yeah. plastic is seeping in. Right. And so personally with my clients, again, I make sure that I do an extensive health background on all my clients before I take them on, because again, I think it's really, it's really unfair. And it's also extremely unprofessional and honestly kind of fucked up if I take on a client that has some kind of underlying factor or some kind of um, pre-existing condition that I cannot help them with, mm -hmm. right? That's like me taking on a fucking cancer client, it's someone that has cancer and saying, yeah, I can, I can help you. Like, no, I can't. And I'm not going to pretend I can. So I personally have not seen it in my clients because I tend to normally take on clients who don't really have any type of 
like pre-existing conditions, like I said. Um, gotcha. But other than that, I mean, I do explain the the risks and the fact that it is it is dangerous, you know, and it is a, a, a rising problem that we have, especially in this industry, like I was saying. But I mean, my mom always said that growing up, like getting uh, BPA free plastic and certain water bottles that you should buy over other water bottles and stuff like that. And she was very uh, cautious about it when I was a kid, you know, and making sure if you leave a water bottle in your car, you don't drink it because it just sat in the heat, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. So there's little things here and there that I've been like cautious about as just growing up, you know, but then there's other people who don't understand this and who are ignorant to the fact that, hey, this bottle of water sat in my car in the heat and I'm going to drink it anyway. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So it's not even necessarily the fact that people are doing it just to do it like they're doing it because they don't know any better you know which is another reason why why we're doing this episode right <laughs> to inform you guys what the reality of it is and we're not saying to stop or or to go out of your way to do certain things if you don't want to if it like extremely inconvenienced you but we want you to know the reality of the fact when you are doing it you know what I mean kind of like people with parenting right you might be ignorant to the fact but I'm gonna make sure like you can do whatever you want raise your kids however you want but I'm gonna make sure that you know exactly what you're doing when you're doing it mm -hmm. right same yeah. thing with with this and 90% of the other topics that we go over right yeah yeah exactly I mean I think the way I see it is that it's not like you have to <laughs> avoid plastic for the rest of your life and you can't yeah right but it's it's the heat right it's the acidity it's it's like all that stuff that is really the problem and even even if you like microwave food and plastic and or on a whatever on a ceramic glass plate or something and you put paper towel over it or whatever like that's I, i'm not i don't remember exactly what the chemicals are but like that's still a problem and you can't these are easy things that you can avoid yeah you know what i mean that's my that's not, that's my point here with this is that you know all the things that you can control the most are what you should probably focus on, right? Yeah. Every time I get coffee, like I, I take the liver right off and just drink it. Plus, you want it to cool off faster, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this stuff like that. And I think it's a problem. I I mean, for me, I see it as a problem for people who have like strong PMS issues, like you know, heavier irregular periods, um, headaches, mood swings breast tenderness, irritability, right? You can kind of, I mean, listen, if I'm being honest, I think most people are in a quote-unquote estrogen-dominant state. Yeah. It's pretty much what PMS is. It's like, what, well, honestly, you could be low in progesterone and estrogen, but your estrogen is still higher. Yeah. Or they, could both, both, they could both really be high. And either way, that's why those issues happen. Um, but for P PCOS, for endometriosis, fibroids, autoimmune disease, estrogen is one of these factors that drives it. Um, I know from my Hashi clients and my Hashimoto's clients, that is, and really anybody I work with who has autoimmune disease, this is the like one of the first things we have to look at, and no doctor ever tells them this, right? People always ask, well, why is autoimmunity mostly female dominant disease? I'm like, because of estrogen really fuels like the immune system in a very unique way. And that's why it's a problem. But so, so if anything, there are actually, there are two main key points I'll, I'll say is like, okay, you can easily avoid, you know, um, 
xenoestrogens by cutting out conventional meat and dairy or buying at least organic. Yeah. That's super stupid easy, right? Grass-fed, whatever, yeah. Yeah. You could not heat up your food in plastic. Super easy. Yeah. You can also change your cookware. Um, and I'm, I'm talking about like BPA and these sort of other chemicals that are endocrine disruptors too. Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking on a larger scale now at this point. It's not just a matter of plastic, mm-hmm. right? Um, but anything that's an endocrine disruptor, more or less soy, you know, duh. You know, it's a big one. Uh, yeah. To an extent. I'll, yeah. I'll say it's it's got a weak affinity on receptors. I know that much, but people can overdo it. Yeah. And that's where it does become a problem. Um, that's where so, I see a lot of women who are vegan that get yeah. the majority of their protein from soy. It really, it really hurts my heart because, you know, you can make this simple switch to – and I understand. Don't don't get me wrong. I understand yeah. your beliefs. I understand that if you're doing you're doing this because you truly are like against the um big big companies and the way they process meat and this that and the other. But there's different ways that you can. I'm not trying to change your beliefs. Do whatever the fuck you want. But there's different ways that you can get protein other than as a vegan, other than like a hundred percent of their protein is coming from soy. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially a lot of these like shakes and plant plant based shakes and all that stuff is not a lot of it is soy, yeah. you know, and then plus on top of it, they're probably eating out of like again, you said plastic containers and heating up heating up things out of out of Tupperwares and whatever, and don't get me wrong, I'm guilty of it too, but you're just adding to again endocrine disruption, yeah. right, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it's exactly it. Um, so aside from avoiding things, we can also work on, and I do this a lot, is work on well improving your detoxification abilities because that's how you eliminate it. Yeah. So if anything, if, you're, if you do nothing else and decide to live your plastic life, <laughs> <laughs> right, then okay, but you could at least support your body in a way that makes it easier to eliminate the stuff. Yeah. So that's what I focus on. And that's pretty deep. There's a lot you can do with that. But, I mean, it's mostly with supporting your liver and your gallbladder, your, your gut health, and making sure that all the uh, all the uh, drainage systems in the body are working properly. Yeah, and you know what? I do notice a huge, huge difference when I focus more on, like we said, if your gut health is out of whack, your whole body is going to be out of whack, right? Yeah. And there is, like, certain times where I will, like, not focus on my daily routine of, you know, waking up and I'll do like apple cider vinegar and celery juice and I'll take a shot of that in the morning and I take my digestive enzymes and I do my probiotic and I do all of that stuff and make sure I'm drinking all my water. And I notice a huge difference on days I slack on that mm-hmm. other than on days that I am consistent with it. Right. So like I notice a huge difference when I forget to take my probiotic or I don't take that. And who knows? It might be a freaking placebo effect. But I notice like not only in my skin, my hair, my mood changes, you know, like it's it's a huge difference, you know. And I honestly think because I'm the, the type of person that doesn't necessarily always focus on, you know, plastic and and trying to not necessarily avoid it because Things like you said, like with meats, okay, so 90% of the meat that I get is from cows from the Amish because my parents get a cow from the Amish every single year. They get a full cow and they split it with me and my aunt 
And so you have a freezer full of fresh meat, right? Or they'll get chickens from there, you know, but I don't always do that, but I try to stick to that fresh meat or Drew hunts. So there's deer, my dad fishes. So we have, you know, fish that we are as hunters getting, you know, instead of just going to a grocery store every single time. And again, don't get me wrong. It's not every single time Mm -hmm. that I get food, but like, I buy some chicken from the store or whatever, but 90% of the time that's where our meat is coming from, you know? So I think that plays a lot into it. Plus, like you said, detoxing and making sure that your gut health is, is priority in your health as a whole, I think is going to, is a huge, huge game changer, you know? Yeah, totally. I will say though, for the average person who has issues with fat loss, and this is where we can dive into that because you know, as you and I are mapping out this new program that we're putting together uh, <laughs> for for females who want to lose weight and also have a good time and, you know, live their life, social life, and uh, maybe drink alcohol if you prefer to do that. <laughs> but <laughs> we know nothing about that. Um, <laughs> then that's what I'm talking about in this program. But, you know, uh, and we address this. And what I'm saying here is that people who have – stubborn fat in their hips and their thighs and their butt, right? You know the like type of pear shape yep. type. Uh they are the type that have issues with this. Yeah. Estrogen problem. I have noticed that. And it's not by accident, but it, you're not doomed. It's just a harder it's more work for you to do. And you have to really take into consideration this estrogen stuff. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is that I've noticed that my clients who do have that pear shape and hold a lot of weight in their hips and thighs are the ones that have gut health issues too. Yeah. It all feeds into one thing into yep. another. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's not as simple as the calories in versus calories out thing. Hormones dictate everything. And even if you're in a deficit, like too much estrogen could easily disrupt that or make it harder to lose weight. Yeah. Um, I mean, you still will. I think it's just you might – A matter you, of time. You it's a, harder you a, on you. You hit a plateau where it's yeah. like, okay, now what? And I, I don't know. It just There's a lot of variables to consider. And it's same with thyroid, how that dictates everything too. And if you have less stress, it's going to disrupt your thyroid. And then, you know, it's multiple – you get attacked by from multiple angles, you know. Yeah, and I've so. noticed the women, like you said, that do have that shape that hold weight there. It's harder to reverse diet them, and it takes so much longer. Like, without them having to, like, gain a shit ton of weight. Yeah. You know, because, yeah. like, the process that I use is – really slow and steady, right? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to do it without gaining a ton of fat, right? So slow and steady, let your body adapt, and then we increase. Let your body adapt, and then we increase, whatever. But it's like, holy fuck, it is so hard for these women to adapt to an increase in calories. It takes so long, like without them gaining an exponential amount of weight, you know, and monitoring them, this, that, and the other. And then on top of it, they have gut health issues, which we're trying to like Mm -hmm. heal and then on top of it they're stressed out because of work and their job and this that and the other and I'm just like help me (laughs) help me help you (laughs) so it's it's a combination of a lot I mean it's not just them but I have noticed it a lot with them more than more than anything yeah yeah so So if you have stubborn fat in those areas like that's why you got to pay attention to your estrogen exposure um and there's a reason behind it. I mean, honestly, like there's a lot of deeper biochemistry involved in this stuff, but like estrogen has 
uh, really an affinity for those those areas of the body. So it will basically make, I mean, in the simplest way, like fat release harder. Yeah. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. So I talk about this in this in this program and why we got to work on that. And, you know, here's what you can do to control your exposure. We just talked about and then how to eliminate it better. You know, it'll make a big difference for sure. And if you have PMS and it's really severe and you're moody and stuff and you have all those symptoms, then, you know, this is something you want to pay attention to. For sure. Basically. Um, what else did I want to say about this? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, well, this is the thing, too. If you already have these issues, you already have extreme, uh, like, endocrine issues, then... Yeah, you're already in a, at, a, at a disadvantage, so you have to yeah. definitely do something. I think. Yeah, then that's something you really need to, to pay attention to and start acknowledging, right? And, of course, if I had any type of endocrine issues or an autoimmune disease or had any type of health-related mm-hmm. issues as a whole, then, no, I would never even think about doing anything like this. But Yeah, I, I mean, I will say quickly, though, um, one thing that I use to help with this is using um, – that supplement that people talk about, DIM, D-I-M. Mm-hmm. D-I-M. D-I-M. Dogs in motion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, diendol methane. But yeah, so the reason why I like using this, and you can definitely benefit from it, is because it'll help convert like these estrogens into their anti- anti-cancer metabolites, I guess. So <laughs> that's the thing, right? People talk about, oh, estrogen's a problem. It promotes breast cancer. And then, oh, wait, it doesn't. It does good <laughs> things to the body, too. You need it for bone health. You need it for your reproductive. It's because of these different versions of it, right? So uh, that's a good supplement to take because it'll help make the, you know, the anti-cancer metabolites, um, which are, the you know, the 4 and the 16 versions versus, like, the, I think, the uh, – Two hydroxyestrogen, I think it is. I forget, but yeah. So that's that's the reason behind that, and uh, but listen, it's not going to magically solve all your problems. You'll, you still have to do more work, but um, if you know what, if there's really anything that you do after you listen to this is to stop drinking out of plastic water bottles because you're at the gym, you're out drinking out of that anyway all the time. Yeah, you know, it's one easy thing you can change, and like seriously, like I have my. Everyone pretty much has, like... Blender bottles. Yeah, the BPA-free bottles or something like that, which is fine. But, like, you know, these gallon jugs that everyone's got to, you know, bring to the gym and flaunt it. Like, <laughs> you know... Drink my gallon of water every day. You know day. what I mean? Like, that's one of those things that you could just easily stop doing. Well, and this is a thing, too, something that I do that... <laughs> it sounds like common sense, but apparently it's fucking not. Um, so when I think about it and you think about the water that is in those gallon jugs, right? And there are some gallon jugs that are BPA free, right? Um, I forget the fucking brand, but it literally says it on the label. If the the jug's gallon free or not, Uh, the jug's gallon free, (laughs) (laughs) the gallon is BPA free. Yeah. So you think about it. How long did that water literally sit in that plastic and soak up all those plasticides, right? And then you're just drinking it. So something that I do, number one, I buy BPA-free gallons. And number two is I... I didn't know that existed. Wow. Yeah, there are some... I forget what the brand is. It's a blue jug. 
It's the one you always see me have, but that I dropped oh. in the road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, there's BPA-free gallons. And then on top of it, you don't have to buy 20 fucking gallons. You buy one gallon and keep refilling it with water at home. And then pour it into a BPA-free shaker tin. So it's like you're literally saving money by not buying a bunch of gallons and you're just refilling the same gallon, and instead of drinking right out of the gallon, you can pour it into a blender bottle and drink out of the blender bottle. Yeah. Right? So it's like, it's kind of a win-win. <laughs> exactly. But then you see those yeah. people who buy the shitty plastic gallons because they buy 40 of them, and they're cheapest, and that's what they drink out of the water that's been sitting in that gallon yeah. for forever. Right. And I can honestly taste the difference between those and and, like... Yeah. BPA free gallons. Like I can literally taste the plastic. You want water with that estrogen? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I can literally taste the plastic. So again, there are some things you can do here and there that are going to help you, you know, reduce this. Right. I think it's definitely that the water thing, the plastic thing with your water bottles. And then also just like not buying organic or only buying organic meat and dairy. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that in there. Yeah. You know, it's hey, uh, <laughs> not only fix your PMS issues, you'll probably resolve your acne to an extent. Yeah, hopefully. the dairy is a big one. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, just because of the added horm- the the hormones in there too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there you're gonna get multiple benefits by doing that. But yeah, if if there's anything else you do, it's uh, if there's anything else, just do those two things. Yeah, I think it'll help better than nothing. I agree. And everyone will be like, oh, well, it's just it's two little things that aren't going to make a big difference. But little things add up over time. Right. It's just like, well, why would I go work out for 30 minutes? Yeah, because say, it's thing. a lot better than sitting on your ass for 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So yep. pick and choose your battles. Even if you can't get an hour in, it's still something. Right. Just yeah. like with the plastic, just like everything else. A little thing every single day will add up into a big result, mm-hmm. you know, so. Agreed. Cool. Well, that's, I think, all I got to say about plastic. Yeah. Um, can you give me that plastic water bottle, please? <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, nah, that's it for that. I'm, I'm pretty much settled, I think. We're good. Yep. So awesome. hopefully that helps. And Thank you guys so much for listening, and make sure to subscribe and leave some comments below. Um, of what you think and also some topics that we can cover if you want to hear anything different. And that's about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Thanks. That'd be cool. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. (laughs) See you guys. Bye, guys.